There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Taylor Swift's new album, Will or Won't It Be Album of the Year? What about Biden's approval rating? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $10 bonus to the first 500 people who sign up by going to Kalshi.com slash numbers game spelled K-A-L-S-H-I. There's no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21-plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. We welcome you back in hour number two of a numbers game presented by BetMGM on a beautiful Friday morning for the South Point Sportsbook Studio here in Las Vegas. I'm Ben Wilson, Elliot Bauman, our standing producer behind the glass. Been a great show so far. We still got a lot to get to in this hour. We got a half hour. Of Weingarten. Jason Weingarten going to join us momentarily before Dave Ross joins us in studio. We'll talk some UFC, maybe a little golf. And who knows with Dave? I mean, there, there are so many topics we can discuss. Uh, but I want to transition into Major League Baseball here. We're coming out of the All Star break. Had a couple of games last night, but the full card does resume in earnest tonight. And to help us talk about all that, and as well as some futures and awards markets, because of course we have to. It's Jason Weingarten. Uh, he is the Wild World of Weingarten podcast host who joins us right now at Spreadopedia, where you follow him. On Twitter, Jason, uh, absolute pleasure, man. First time we're getting to do this uh, together here, and I understand you are in uh, in New York right now. What uh, what what is the big uh, Big Apple doing to you so far there? What's what's going on out east? Just uh, just my my yearly vacation. My uh, my girlfriend usually makes me uh, go on vacation during the All Star break, and uh, it's always for the best. It's the <laughs> perfect time yeah. to take a week off, and you know. So, so I'm out in the Hamptons right now, and. Uh, Enjoying life. Look at you, Jason Weigarten in the Hamptons right now. That's great. This is the good. This is the week. You got You got to take some time off. When you go, I mean, is it like? Are you betting? Betting not happening? Are you looking at? Are you in New York and you're like, oh, I got some some of these new markets to uh, to look at? Like, how does it work when you when you do a trip like that? You know, the the betting never really stops. It slows down sometimes, and uh, it's nice to be in a legal state as opposed to California, where I don't have access to the. The FanDuel and the DraftKings and MGM and every book here, right. but uh, the one thing that's that's a little weird is that in in California at least I can always check the future odds whenever I want at any of these books. But in New York, since they're not allowed to book the player futures, if I log into FanDuel, I can't see it. So it's it's frustrating for me to all of a sudden not be able to see all the markets I'm used to looking at every day. Yeah, interesting. I didn't even, I didn't even, and there's so many things that for us, like in the Nevada jurisdiction, or I'm sure in other jurisdictions, you don't even think about as being limitations. Uh, that being one of them, I know for you. And again, it's like, we're always talking player futures on the show. Are we at the point? Like, is there still like how late I would say, how late do you go into the year where you still feel like there's value to be had on some of these guys as we're now getting into the second half? Cause I'm sure there's, there are still a couple guys that are piquing your attention for long shot odds into these awards markets, even as the player pool has started to shorten, at least in the eyes of most betters. And probably I would think presumably the voters so far. 
Well, that's the thing. As the season goes on, you could throw more and more guys out for for whatever reasons: injury, lack of playing time, not you know not living up to the expectations. But you still find tons of value. I always give the example: last season, the AL Cy Young, uh, Mark Borchard, uh, mm-hmm. base winner on uh, you know another one of kills guests. He asked me. He was like, "Hey, what do you think about Robbie Ray, hundred to one?" I was like. Yeah, that's you know, like, like I, I don't I don't have any problem with it or anything. I don't know if it's going to win, but you know that was an easy hundred to one that was just hanging out there at the All Star break last year. So you know, there's there's absolutely still plenty of time for things to happen in all these races, except maybe the AL Rookie of the Year. Yeah, I was going to say that that appears to be the one market. I mean, Julio Rodriguez now in a lot of shops up to you know, north of north of a three dollar favorite. But if we're, it's funny because you say hundred to one, and I remember that conversation from listening to Gil's show last year with with Mark Borchard. There's a guy I know you're somewhat bullish on for the second half who has not even thrown an inning yet. That is Jacob Degrom, who is sitting also. I'm seeing at DraftKings at least a hundred to one right now. I don't know what the other books around around rest of country are showing there, Jason. But what would it take for a guy like Degrom who is who has logged exactly zero innings so far? as he has moved closer and closer to returning now on, on his current rehab stint, uh, what, what would, in your mind, it take for a guy like him to be legitimately in the conversation? Well, so, so the number I, I like is 1,000 to 1, the, the number at the Westgate. I think, I think 1,000 to 1 is what I, what I needed this late in the season to, to really you know, be interested in it. And I saw, I saw yesterday he faced 13 batters in his – uh, final rehab start, or I don't know if it was a rehab start or a simulated game, but he had like 10 strikeouts. And I just think playing in New York on an elite team that gets a lot of attention gives him the opportunity to come out and do, you know, be Jacob DeGrom, essentially. If he gets 10 strikeouts every game for 10, 12 games, he might get some, some Cy Young votes. Yeah, Not necessarily first-place votes, but you got to remember, he's in New York. It's the Mets. You know, it's not necessarily the same thing like like being on the Yankees, but uh, I don't know. Stranger things have happened. <laughs> Stranger things have happened. It, it's just funny, too, because a lot of books like a DraftKings, and there are many other, especially the East Coast books, will just kind of cap these guys. Like, I'm looking at the list, Jason. There's like 25 guys at 100 to 1, which should they be 100 to 1? No, they should be way, way longer. And that's where you make a really good point of, okay, if you're starting to get into the crazy, if you're if you're getting a number like that offered of 1,000, it, could you could you potentially see a run like that? I don't, again, I don't think it's going to happen, but sure, that's at least worth uh, worth a flyer. I know the one guy who's at least this is in a different market. If you look at AL MVP, Jason, a guy who's much shorter here, put put together a monster doubleheader yesterday against the Yankees, Jordan Alvarez, and we weren't sure we'd seen his number dip a little bit below ten to one, but because of the injury concerns, we weren't sure how long he'd be out on the IL. Saw him drip back up into double digits here. Hits his 27th homer yesterday. Drives in a couple more on a on on a booming double there in in that doubleheader sweep there of the Yankees. You've certainly been very clear about your position on being forward on Shohei Otani. All the futures you have on him in the AL MVP market. But what about a guy like uh, Jordan right now? Do you see any any uh, outside chance for him? Still in a you know in a position where I'm seeing now down to back down to ten to one there at DraftKings. Absolutely, I see I see a path for him, and uh, so. You know, I, I, I happen to love Jordan as well. Um, I, I bet him to win Rookie of the Year at 200 to one when uh, when he was a rookie. Vlad Jr. was a heavy, heavy favorite. I thought that didn't make any sense. So I've I've been a excuse me a Jordan Alvarez fan since day one. Uh, the, the, when I look at the stats this season, outside of the home runs, the total home runs, 
it's hard to make any conceivable argument at this point that Jordan Alvarez isn't the best hitter in the American League, if not all baseball. Uh, that ten to one, I was I was thinking about this last night because I, I try not to, you know, just have have tons of random thoughts about these things on on Twitter where I can't kind of go into more detail. But mm-hmm. what world at this point is Jordan Alvarez ten to one? And Aaron Judge trading, you know, with a, a one to one or a one and a half to one sort of odds. That, that makes no sense to me outside of what I said. One guy's in New York and one isn't. When you think about it like that, too, I know, and it, it's why I mean, your your handicaps are so multi tiered too. And I think about exactly what you say. I'm like, I get it. I mean, you think too about some of the advanced numbers. Jordan Alvarez, two hundred WRC plus. No, I mean, Paul Goldschmidt for a, a stretch when he was just white hot was at like 191 or so. And you got Alvarez at 200, barrel percentage at 20, which is fifth in all of baseball. A uh, judge is kind of in a class of his own at 25%. And then hard hit percentage. Alvarez, I believe, is uh, Jason number one. Yeah, he is number one right now, a full percentage point over judge, 61%. I mean, th- it's one of those things, too, where like you're, you're obviously weighing some of the media perspectives here. But for the guys, for the voters who do respect the advanced analytics, I, the point you make that you could you could argue Alvarez is the best hitter in baseball right now. I think those I mean those are the numbers that, that say the story, right? That he's leading the league in two of the most important deep divey analytical stats that we have available to us. And then the other thing, don't forget, is the the, the difference in record between the Astros and the Yankees at this point is is marginal. We're talking like what, like three games or something? Yeah, we had that whole it's hard. It's uh, hard. Yeah, uh, go ahead. Go on. Oh, I was just saying it's hard to understand outside of one guy being in New York why these numbers look mm-hmm. like they do at this point. We had the conversation on uh, primetime action. This was on uh, Wednesday we, where you could bet the you know, who will have the most wins in the major leagues. And I think the Astros were you know, sitting like four to one or so. And we realized, wait, they have a doubleheader coming up against the Yankees. They're only like a couple back in the loss column. And sure enough, you sweep that. And all of a sudden that I, I haven't seen that price reposted, but that has become uh, that has become really, really interesting. Um, one other of the awards markets I wanted to hit with you. This has appeared to be kind of a, a two horse race now, but I know you you were heavily invested on, in O'Neill Cruz when he first came up, who's had some struggles after just a white hot beginning there in Pittsburgh. He's now eight to one third favorite uh, between Spencer Strider and Michael Harris, the two brave rookies who are each sub two to one. I'm seeing in a lot of shops. Is it is it going to be one of those two, or, or do you still feel like somebody else could potentially make a charge there in that one rookie of the year market that does certainly appear to be somewhat wide open right now? I would say if the Braves, you know, play to the level they've been playing at, and they'll probably make the playoffs if not end up winning the division, that it's likely going to be one of the two of them. The thing that worries me with Strider is uh, some of these the, the younger rookie pitchers the last couple of years. They tend to have had pretty low innings limits in the minors. So asking 150, 160, mm-hmm. 170 innings out of these guys, especially when you want to get these innings out of them in the playoffs, creates this challenge where you have to find creative ways to kind of utilize them down the stretch, out of the bullpen, skipping starts. Um, that stuff could hurt Strider. Also, just in general, being a rookie pitcher, all it takes is one bad game to set you back a month of positive, you know, work. You know, five, six, seven earned runs. Really, it takes you know, it takes a lot of innings to to get those numbers back down. Michael Harris, 
He's doing everything. He's a plus center, the defensive center fielder. He's hitting home runs. He's stealing bases. He's probably the best nine, number nine hitter in baseball right now. Uh, Eileen Harris, I'm biased because I have Harris at 75 to 1. I only have Strider at 12, so I stand to make way more go. money on Harris. But um, the, the one thing that worries me and that makes me think Strider might win is a very good shot at hitting two, 200 strikeouts. And I think if he hits that number, that might that might be enough to get him, you know, more first place votes than Harris. But I I'm very interested. I think at the end of the season, this is going to be uh, a very interesting vote to look at, and it's going to be a split. Just under 14 strikeouts per nine for Spencer Strider. Dude has been unreal this entire year. Man, that and that Harris, so that's 75 to 1 ticket. Oh, man, does that sound really good right now? Jason Weingarten, we're going to talk Juan Soto up next. If there's any in-season win totals Jason likes as well, with those markets now being pretty widely available. And I'll also look at the slate today in Major League Baseball. That is next when we return here on a numbers game. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Taylor Swift's new album, Will or Won't It Be Album of the Year? What about Biden's approval rating? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $10 bonus to the first 500 people who sign up by going to Kalshi.com slash numbers game spelled K-A-L-S-H-I. There's no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The VEASAN Summer Special is here for only $19. You get everything VEASAN has to offer from now to the end of July. Sign up today and you'll get VEASAN's daily best bets, including Adam Burke on Major League Baseball, plus NFL preseason coverage, premium articles on golf, UFC, and NASCAR. If you want the full VEASAN experience, which features the daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it. The cost is only $19 to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash summer. Ben Wilson back with you on a numbers game here presented by BetMGM from the South Point Sportsbook Studios. Another segment with the wide, wide world of Weingarten, Jason Weingarten, joining us from the East Coast here in New York. And uh, speaking of New York, Jason, I know the Yankees, Mets among seven teams here rumored to have already submitted some sort of preliminary trade offers for Juan Soto. We saw that report from Bob Nightingale come out yesterday. Uh, first off with, with Soto, do you expect him to go before the deadline? And if so, is there something you're looking at here in the futures markets to maybe try to jump ahead of things? If, if there is a team you believe is more likely than the others to actually land him here? You know, I think, I think the one team I don't think is going to land him is, uh, is the New York Mets. I just don't see how you could trade him in the division and, you know, justify that to your fans and the, the rest of the clubhouse, et cetera. Um, I think it comes down to the Dodgers deciding whether or not they want to make the best offer they can make. And if they don't, the Padres, Giants, excuse me, Giants, Mariners, um, obviously the Yankees, I, I don't want him to go to the Yankees, but, mm -hmm. uh, those, those I think would be 
the uh, the main contenders. I'm not sure there's a great way to uh, to play it though. Have uh, you have any thoughts on that? Look, I mean, we had the conversation last night on PTA of the next team odds. So if you're in a points bet uh, jurisdiction where you can bet on that, like Mariners to me at nine to one, at least just for that to be the next team. Cause I, yeah, I agree with you. Or if, if you don't have a you know true conviction on where he's going next, it's kind of impossible just to say, well, I'm going to blindly bet a team solely because of that. There would have to be other things you would like about him. I, the, you know, the Mariners interest me, Jason, because they're a team that was the most aggressive in the past off season, just purely on volume, not necessarily with the biggest names, but they made it pretty apparent that they were going to be buyers. That ownership group has also has backed that up with a lot of different acquisitions to bolster that roster. And they're in a position now where like Julio Rodriguez, you don't have to give him up. I mean, like you have Jared Kalnick to kind of lead the way there. I don't know how teams really value him now, the way he struggled to start in his major league career, but I don't know. Does, does that make sense to you or you've still got some really, really good prospects. Kalanick's far from the only one, by the way, the Mariners have to, to potentially offer for soda like that. To me, I would have expected that number to be a little bit shorter than what they were throwing up there as a, as a nine to one. They were more of a long shot there to actually land Soto. The Mariners definitely have the pieces to make a, uh, a very competitive offer for Soto. You know, you mentioned the other prospects like uh, Noel V Martin, their shortstop. He's one of the future top 10 you know, prospects in the game, uh, George Kirby, Emerson Hancock. Mm-hmm. They definitely have the names to make an attractive offer. And you got Kelnick. He's a bit of a, reclama- a reclamation project at this point. He just hasn't produced. But the underlying numbers for him, the stat cast numbers, is hard hits, how he hits left-handed pitching. He's, he's still got some, uh, you know, some good, good stuff there. I wouldn't necessarily give up on him. And maybe – he just needs to change change of scenery, especially with the whole the shortened year, the COVID year thing. The they kind of manipulated his service time. I've always felt like he was just in a bad spot in Seattle and needed to just go somewhere else to get his career started. So I would would not surprise me to see the Mariners make a serious offer for Soto. You pair him with uh, Julio Rodriguez. That's you know that's the best core in baseball. All of a sudden. Mm-hmm. And I think you make a good point that you don't want to give up on a guy who's 23 was a sixth overall pick was viewed as one of the top, if not the top prospect in baseball here, just, just a couple of years ago. Uh, it leads me into thinking about some of these in season win totals as well, where if you don't want to dive necessarily into the futures market, or you've got plays already pr- for pretty much anybody watching us, no matter what jurisdiction you're in now, you can bet these pretty easily. Uh, all the books are offering them right now. And this is for some of them will be the last day you can do it. Once, once things in earnest get wrapped up or get started once again, here, second half of the slate. Like Mariners, I'm seeing 86 and a half the in-season win total. Any angles you look at when when trying to find a value here in those specific markets once those are now offered, considering it's essentially just a tabulation, right, of strength of schedule plus existing record and pace plus a little bit of preseason expectations all all involved there. Uh, what What's kind of your strategy with those? I mean, you, you always need to factor in who you think is likely to get traded from a bad team. And... You know, for me, it's sort of a barbell concept with the win totals this this late in the season that I'm looking for value on the extreme over and the extreme underside as opposed to, you know, like a Mariners getting over under 86. Mm-hmm. So what I what I mostly do is I'm focusing on the worst teams to start. The uh, Cincinnati Reds, for example, they're most likely going to trade Luis Castillo. Is that baked into the number? Might be. Might be a little bit, but... You know, I, I don't see them playing better baseball with whoever, whatever veterans they end up trading down the stretch. The Oakland Athletics, 
I don't see anything positive coming out of them the rest of the season. I don't see anybody motivated to play. I don't see anybody motivated to try hard. They're most likely going to trade Frankie Montas, their best starting pitcher. Who else? You know, who who knows who else might you know be traded for some prospects in their perpetual rebuild. So I think you could take the really bad teams, the Reds and the A's of the world, and you know focus on betting their unders. You know as they continue to deteriorate down the stretch. Yeah, look, as someone who has the the under 69 and a half on the A's, that's like the one future I'm sitting where I'm like, okay, I think we can we can mark that up as as a win already. I at least from some of the books I'm looking at Jason, I don't see A's simply because they played yesterday and I think for some of these teams once they are going to start. Now there are certain shops that will offer these continuously. There's a couple in in Nevada that we can look at every day, but they're down right now. But I'm seeing the Reds, they're 65 and a half right now. On a 61-win pace, they've certainly played better since that historically bad 3-22 and 20, 22 start to begin the year. But, I mean, an under 65-and-a-half at even money, laying out everything you just said, I mean, giving up, uh, giving up most of their good assets, including Castillo, yeah, I, I totally get where you're coming from. As a, and that, that to me is, yeah, a lot more palatable than looking at one of those teams right in the middle uh, in the thick of a, of a wild-card race. So that'll be – that's an interesting one. Reds – and that's one of – or you're trying to quantify, too – like we knew that they couldn't possibly go, you know, win three of every 25 games all year. Right. But at the same time, it's not like they're a very good baseball team to begin with. So it's kind of like, how do you marry those two concepts together? Yeah. You know, I think about 65 and a half, 64 and a half, maybe 64 is about as low as I'd go. Like you said, 61 win pace. You want to give yourself at least a little bit of wiggle room. If you need to bet Mm -hmm. some money lines last week of the season or something. But, uh, yeah, I think the Reds they got a, they got a prospect I love next year, Ellie De La Cruz. But for now, they got nothing. They're going to trade trade whatever assets they have because they're not going anywhere. Yep. As far as the card today, we will see Shohei Otani take them out. Now you're you're minus buck fifteen favorite there to win the AL uh, MVP. Seeing him at about a, as a dollar twenty five to dollar thirty five dog today in Atlanta. Very interesting matchup there. Otani goes against Charlie Morton. And the Braves total of seven there. Any any angles you'd be looking at with the Shohei on this first start here coming out of the All Star break? Uh, first inning, yes, score. I will definitely be betting that. Of course, uh, as as I tend to, uh, I tend to explain to people as always: the longer you wait today to bet that, the higher the price you're going to get. Uh, you're definitely going to get a, a good plus money number on that with a seven total. I would not expect you know anything lower than one fifteen or plus one twenty at game time. Um, if you're playing at a square book, you'll get an even better number than that. I think I will look for some Shohei Otani strikeout overs. Um, I like I like that matchup versus the Braves lineup today. They are free swingers. I'm not confident that he's going to have a great game or that he's going to, you know, that the Angels are going to win or anything. But I, I do think he could, you know, have a high strikeout game. So I'll look at the all strikeouts. And then something I've been doing lately that I'm definitely going to do, do again, and I'm looking forward to doing it today. I'm in a state where I can legally do it, is the same game parlay. I'm going to bet the first inning over at plus money. I'm going to bet Shohei Otani to hit a home run, and I'm going to bet Shohei Otani's uh, over strikeout prop. The last time I did it, it paid about 19 to 1. So that's that's my exciting sort of parlay for the day. Let's have, let's have ourselves a little bonanza there in the, <laughs> the same game parlay. I'm seeing Otani seven and a half, pretty heavy juice to the over at minus 170. Again, Jason Weingarten, Wide World of Weingarten podcast, a point spread weekly contributor for us as well here at the network. Joining us, anything else that uh, catches your eye on this big, uh, this first big slate of games coming back from the All-Star break? 
I haven't I haven't bet the Dodgers yet today. I saw there was uh, there was some sharp money yesterday on the Giants. I didn't necessarily understand that, but I'm probably going to be back on the Dodgers today. I'm just uh, I've been here for about a week. I'm still getting used to this East Coast time where you know everything's three hours ahead gambling wise. It really screws with your brain. I mean. Yeah, look, as, as for for people like me who want to go to bed at like ten o'clock every night, it's great being out here on the West. But yeah, it'll be a ten ten Eastern first pitch time for, out, out there for you, Jason. I trust. I think you can. Get, you can get through it like one more day. You can do it. I fell asleep like seventh inning last night. I didn't even. I didn't even know what happened in the Dodger game, so I woke old, up. Old man Jason just waking up in New York. He's. It's like, what is he doing? Uh, anyway, Jason, this has been a blast, man. Thank you so much for for hanging on an extra segment. Uh, great to get to chat with you for the first time here on air, and we'll be we'll be paying attention. I mean, these these futures numbers they're not going anywhere anytime soon. So uh, I will be very curious to see how these all develop over the next couple of months here. Uh, again, you can follow Jason at Spreadopedia if you don't already. Uh, but Jason, enjoy the rest of your vacation. I know we'll be talking again with you soon here on a numbers game. Thanks for having me on. It was a lot of fun. Absolutely. My pleasure. As far as who's coming up next, it's Dave Ross who's in studio. Dave is ready to go. We're going to have him in talking UFC, maybe some golf, some other things next on a numbers game. We welcome you back in. It is a numbers game presented by BetMGM on a beautiful Friday morning from the South Point Sportsbook Studio here in Las Vegas. I'm Ben Wilson. Thanks so much to our guests so far, Eric Edholm, Eric Eager, Jason Weingartman, an absolute blast so far. Thanks to our producer as well, Elliot Bauman, behind the glass. Now for some fun here. Usually, so this is normally slow jamming with Vinny Fridays. Oh, so Vinny is on vacation. Well, Vinny's in the Hall of Fame, and he is now a newly minted Hall of Famer. So belated, congrats to Vinny on yeah. that. So if there's somebody we could potentially find to replace slow jamming, it's Dave Ross. I mean, how I, are you doing, Dave? I am doing great, Ben. It's great to be with you. I, nobody can replace Vinny Mayula. There's no doubt yeah. about that. But when you get inducted into the Hall of Fame, you deserve vacay. I think, you, right? Like you, you go, do. you go back to Jersey, you do the ceremony, you get inducted, and then you go on vacation. It's exactly what I'm going to do one day, whenever that day comes, which probably won't happen. When Dave writes his memoirs, can I get a, <laughs> do I get a piece of the forward at I don't least? Think, mine can't be as good as yours with Pete Rose. I'll yeah, just say I that. Mean, <laughs> the gambling memoirs that you could write with Pete the, would be amazing. Oh, I can't, that, I can't wait for that book. I mean, I'm only like 28, Dave, so I got to wait. <laughs> yeah, I got to wait a little longer. Ago, I got to yeah. fill in some other stories. But, but you know, it is great. Like when you have that access to somebody like Pete Rose, yeah. and for those who've missed it, you got to check it out, vison.com. You know, I, I can resonate. I understand, like, Pete's era. Mm-hmm. That's kind of my era a little bit. And obviously watching people in the 70s and hearing some of the stories is fascinating to me because, you know, I talked about it a little bit yesterday with Michael Lombardi. I'll be doing mm-hmm. the Lombardi on later on today. And we were talking about kind of the advent of gambling in, in television, right? And back then it was so taboo. But, you know, we are so fortunate here at VEASAN to have Brent Musburger. And, you know, for me, my childhood was watching Brent and Herb and Jimmy yeah. the Greek and Phyllis George and the intangibles that they would have. That they literally had a checklist. And Michael was recounting the story yesterday that they had a league office meeting with then NFL Commissioner Pete Rozelle. And it's Pete Rozelle. It's Brent Musburger and the executive CBS. And I said, you can't talk about gambling. And I went, okay. It was an hour-long meeting. And then they came up with a checklist. And yeah. intangibles was the way Jimmy would say, I think this game's going to be closer than three points. So they were doing it without doing right. it back when it was taboo to do it. And like Howard Cosell, somebody that I grew up with watching and emulating and wanting to be a broadcaster because of people like Brent and Howard Cosell, the way that they could kind of weave in some of the taboo subjects that are now fair game. That's why VEASAN is a credible network in the industry. Right. That 
20 years ago, 30 years ago, would have been, been unthought, unthought of, unheard of. And because of Trailblazers, literally like Brent, Howard Costell, mm-hmm. Jimmy the Greek, here we are today. Well, and we're having two like, conversations we were just having with Jason Weingarten, where you have a guy in New York who's figuring out, like, we, ha- we can now have those conversations on VEASAN where it's like the same game parlays, yes. stuff you can get in, in the newer jurisdictions, which aren't available to us, really, and you can go so, so deep into that. Mm-hmm. That's some, And, I mean, you were a D.C. guy forever. Yeah. I mean, that's, I'm sure that's got to be – especially with all the East coast jurisdictions now that are legalized, that's gotta be a weird thing for you moving out here. We're like for, cause you and I, even though I'm younger than you, yeah. just by a couple of years, just only a couple, <laughs> just a couple. like for you and I though, we always thought of, okay, this is like Nevada. This is the this place. Is it. This is where you go. Yes. And now you start comparing, okay, what jurisdiction like numbers wise, where can you, where can you try to arbitrage stuff here versus what can you really do in Nevada? That's gotta be crazy for you. To it's about. absolutely wild. And I'm, I'm glad you, you pointed that out because Ben, I was literally thinking yesterday, this is almost my first year now fully wow. in Las Vegas and I am North of 30 years of age. And I thought <laughs> like, why did it take, take me so long to get out here? Because, you know, I was an East Coast guy at Fox and D.C., then worked in Chicago at Stadium 120 Sports back in those days. And even then, we're only talking about 10 years ago, Mm -hmm. this was not a viable option. And to your point, it was you did the trip with the boys, you came out to Vegas, maybe did a March Madness, maybe did a Super Bowl trip, and then that was it. And then you kind of went back to your other methods of wagering back in the day, which you don't have to do now. You don't have to have the illegal bookie. You don't have to do those things, the neighborhood shop, if you will, that you go to, that everybody would do back in the 70s, 80s, 90s, and the 2000s. And now that it's been opened up and legalized, there are so many more legal options, and I'm actually very proud that it's not nationwide yet. There are certain states that are still fighting it. Josh Applebaum talks about it all the time, Mm -hmm. still in Massachusetts. But most jurisdictions have it to some degree. And I think what that does is it takes away some of that element that you might not want to have. No doubt. So we talk about it all the time. This is why transparency is so important, certainly in the NFL, which is king right now with injury reports and everything else. We are an information network, and we're trying to educate the gambler as best we can before you make those wagers on a Sunday or a UFC mm-hmm. fight card or a Major League Baseball day. I mean, that's, that's the job of our network, and I think that the other entities in sports have helped make that job easier. No question. When's the uh, first year anniversary party, by the way? I, and am, yeah, I, am I invited? Well, I would hope that we could do it either here at Seth or at Circa. I'm just throwing out options. I like how you just start with that. Oh, let's just the two places where we host. <laughs> <laughs> South Point Circa. I don't know the exact date, but really uh, it was, for me, the big start day was week one of the NFL. Oh, that's amazing. And, and that's why, you know, it was brought here. Uh, Green Zone, it was fantastic with Wes Reynolds all yeah. year long. So we're going to be doing a, a lot of that maybe. Well, congrats uh, in advance. Thanks, one, Ben. One year, one year. But it, but it is. It's, it's, been yeah. a, it's been a wild education for me as kind mm-hmm. of an, an old horse in this game to yeah. see the way it's evolving, the way it's changing. As you mentioned with Jason, there are so many more different ways that you can try to monetize and maximize your dollar that we're not – available not that long ago. Yeah. So it really is a dawning of a new era. No, no question about it. We're going to talk UFC in our next segment here because yep. Dave, is, Dave is the UFC guy here at Beeson. How have you, so I always think in everything you say, that's exactly how I was where you do the three-time-a-year the three trip here. Right. And it's funny how I've noticed like my own betting patterns now that I'm – and I was from the state of Missouri where I was in college, mm-hmm. not, a, not a legal gambling jurisdiction. <laughs> right. we, had, well, we had the Isla Capri Casino on the river in Boonville. And uh, that, that, that allowed <laughs> in us – In Boonville. Some, allowed us some blackjack. It did not, us allow, not allow us much of anything else. You couldn't get down to the Padres and Dodgers. Yeah, you or, yeah be, I couldn't do that. No, yeah, no, no run first inning bets yeah, allowed uh, over there. But it, so it's f- been fascinating for me, and I've been in Vegas now a little over three years here at, mm-hmm. at the network. 
thinking about how my own betting patterns have changed. Whereas when I would come in like for a March Madness, it was like, okay, this is the four day stretch. Let's go. We're just firing. I mean, it was heavy, heavy, heavy on whatever we could get down on. Right. Because we knew that was it. And if you won, you won. If you lost, you lost. Mm -hmm. I would venture to guess like my unit size has probably decreased by like a, by probably a margin of it, it's probably like a sixth of what it used to be, I which is fascinating. Cause it's like, you know, it's not like financially, I'm in any different no, no. position, but that's just how like mentally we go into because you have access. now that we have access. How has it changed for you? If it, if it any, absolutely exactly the way you just described, really? because you come out to Vegas back in the day. Yeah. I remember I came out here for a, a buddy's bachelor party uh, 2003, when Syracuse and Carmelo Anthony won the national championship, oh, yeah. and we sat at BetMGM in, in some different places across Vegas and watched the first round of the NCAA tournament and just bet everything, everything we could. And that's not the sharpest way to do it, by the way. That's that's not the way to go. But when you come out here for those limited exposures where you have access to it for the first time, and you're coming from the East Coast as I was in Washington, D.C., it's like you just, man, it's, it's, yeah. it's paradise. And then when you get out here, you realize you don't have to do that. And it really slows down your pace. It makes you a smarter uh, wager. And certainly, I, I do believe, just not because we're VEASAN employees, but I do believe we have the sharpest people in the biz. I'll put them up against anybody. And I say this all the time, whether it's golf, whatever your sport is yeah. that you want to get down on. We give you the tools to be a smarter, better. So because of that, I think I've gotten much more conservative in my wagering. And then I go, Ooh, I really like where this angle is. I see the Avenue approach here. The, the line matches where my head's at. And then I'll fire back in the day. When you just came out here, it was a free for all to your point. You're like, ah, let's just talk it up to the boys weekend. Yeah. That's, that's exactly what Vegas wants you to do. And being, yeah, being able to be selective. Like I, so the, just doing my own charting here, like MLB has been my best sport this year. Right. I've only made 13 pregame baseball wages this year. I mean, it's July 22nd. Say, how about that? I would come out in the past, you know, for summer league to do some networking. And it's like, oh, you're just going to make, you know, you're going to fire on everything for like four days. You're going to have probably more than 13 wagers. No so question it, about it. It's just wild how that works. The one thing I wanted to ask you about too, and we're talking now, you know, now that we get into new, you know, new legalization mm -hmm. and, and how these sports are adjusting to that. We were on primetime action during the home run derby Monday night. And I mean, it was funny because Kelly Bidlin, our producer, like he had a bet on Albert Pujols to win the whole thing and to win round one at, a, at these ridiculous numbers. But you saw, I mean, Kyle Schwarber legitimately didn't have a home run counted. I, know. I mean, how does stuff like we're at a position where stuff like that can't be happening, but it still is. It's, it, I mean, and that's in one of the four core sports here. Yeah, that, that, that is a bizarre thing. And sometimes when you do some of the, the non-traditional betting events, and that could be a Pro Bowl, a home run derbies, certainly the All-Star game as well. And by the way, I just want to kind of give a little shout-out. Sean King and I, we were doing uh, Follow the Money earlier this week, and we gave out Juan Soto for the Look home run you. derby. We gave out Juan Soto for the longest home run, and we gave out the under. Now, we didn't like the National League, so we got one wrong. But three out of four isn't too shabby, right, when you, when you get those things. And again, the, the point is you can kind of workshop it as the way you think it's going to go. But in some of these gimmicky type events, like a home run derby, you know, I would play a smaller unit size. It is an yeah. event to have fun. We're trying to handicap it for you, but I don't think it's as good as you're going to get on a normal competitive NFL Sunday, a major league baseball, a regular full slate of games. So I think for some of those things, you're going to get burned on some of those. 
and realize what it is. It's it's an exhibition. It's not something that these guys might be going full bore on. Not saying Carl, Kyle yeah. Schwarber didn't give his full max intensity, but it didn't mm-hmm. look like it. And at the edge, Schwarber, yeah. you went, "Are you even trying? <laughs> Are you trying to beat Pujols? Yeah. Or is this the tip of the cap?" No, like, and I totally, I totally get that. I still just feel like at a certain point, if you're let, if you're putting this stuff, and you can bet as much, like we saw the guy lose fifty four grand How about on that? Schwarber. Oh, if man. you're able to do that, you have an obligation if you're Major League Baseball to actually make it legit. Like that is you true. can't. Just say, oh, this you, is a gimmick. You have to you, know you that have to people are wagering on this. Exactly. And that more with Dave Ross in a second. Want to get his UFC thoughts this weekend. We have so many things we can talk about. We'll have more Dave as we wrap up the show next here on A Numbers Game. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Calshi. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Taylor Swift's new album, Will or Won't It Be Album of the Year? What about Biden's approval rating? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $10 bonus to the first 500 people who sign up by going to calshi.com slash numbers game spelled K-A-L-S-H-I. There's no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at calshi.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets and risk-free tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Rewards properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager on the BetMGM app. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. We're back for the final time on a numbers game presented by BetMGM. We've got Dave Frost hanging out. You're hosting Lombardi Line coming up right yes, after sir. this. This is great. What, what do we have on the docket today? Well, I always love talking with Michael. Certainly the Kyler Murray a contract oh, yeah. has been something that we talked about yesterday as it happened because it broke when we were doing the Lombardi mm-hmm. line yesterday. He had some very strong thoughts on it. And I appreciate Michael because he's candid. He's got something to say. And what it's done now, it's going to throw all those other contracts for people like Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson into flux. So we talk about resetting the market. Christian Kirk did it at the wide receiver yeah. position. I mean, if you're Lamar Jackson, you're like, I want an MVP. And this guy is now the second highest annual paid quarterback in the NFL. I mean, you you got to be licking your chops. And Russell Wilson's making $35 million, and this guy's going to make almost north of $10 million more than I do annually? Uh-uh. That's not going to happen. So crazy. right now, other GMs, and Michael said yesterday on the show, right after the news broke, he already got a text from one GM basically going, this is crazy. So this is the new era that we live in yeah. in the NFL where one big deal resets all the other numbers. And again, from a gambling perspective, you go, well, how does that really affect? It affects a lot of things, whether or not that quarterback is happy with that deal. We saw it with Aaron Rodgers, 
right? And so until he got the yeah. new deal, now everything's cool with Brian Gutekunst. But it wasn't until he got the new deal after they drafted Jordan Love. So think about all these tentacles and who's going to be happy, comfortable in their place if this doesn't do it for King Kyler and Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Kime in Arizona. Nothing else will. I know. It's, it is it, the fact that because we all think of and we were all saying yesterday. Yeah, that was so crazy. And then to actually have a GM, like, as you say, to text Michael and also like, repeat what we were thinking. It kind of tells you that is a uniform. They're reaction. scratching their heads. Yeah. They're going now. I got to pay. I what? Get it. Yeah, and that's the way it goes. You reset the market. Makes sense. Yep. I just we talked about this at the, at the very top of the show. I just can't get there on Arizona this year. And it's it's just it's not because of the not just not just to say, well, now that Kyler's there all of a sudden things are just going to work out and they've been a good first half team. So they just got to keep them healthy. You look at the, like every positional unit they have has taken a step back and that's not even considering Deandre Hopkins missing six games with suspension. I mean, where where do you stand with that? I'm right there with you. And again, I keep looking at it. I know it was nine and a half bet. MGM, you get plus money. If you want to say that Arizona is going to get to 10 wins, good luck. And I've seen other places out here. And again, we always say shop around. I've seen eight and a half. We're seeing eight and a half. And eight and a half is juiced to the under at eight and a half. So, I think the books are telling you what they think of Arizona. And, and here's the thing that I just can't wrap my head around in the NFC West. And now they've been shorted to three to one. They were four to one yesterday. So people are backing the Cardinals. What am I missing on the Rams? What am I missing on the reigning defending? Because I look at San Francisco and I go, what are you going to do? You're going to trade Jimmy G? Are you really turning the keys over to the kid? Like, good luck. So like you can get plus money on the Rams to win the West. It just feels like Seattle. I don't know what they're doing in the quarterback mm-hmm. room. And I just go by process of elimination. If you give me plus money on the Rams, I'm not a Rams guy, but my money's going to do the talking there. I have to back them at plus money in this division. Yeah. So, look, three different teams in that division where, at least for Arizona, the one position they've, the one position that matters, they at least have set now. That's the one thing you can give Arizona credit for. But two other teams that have, it's so like with an Arizona team that has a lot of issues the rest of the roster. And then two other teams in San Francisco and Seattle where you have no idea what you're getting at the quarterback spot. Plus $1.40 for the Rams. I mean, it's going up. You're getting better value. I don't know if you just like Braveheart hold and wait and see where this number goes before we get to week one. But this is double dog daring you. But what am I missing? Why why does it feel like fool's gold and it's too good to be true? What am I missing with the Rams? Because I I get the general malaise of winning a Super Bowl. You're not as motivated. I'm a little bit concerned about Matty Stafford, this kind of underlying mm. issue that we don't know fully if he's dinged up. And I get it doesn't matter now in July, but it will matter in September. So, you know, Von Miller loss isn't that big of a loss to me. I still love their defense if 99 is motivated. And I know he talked about retiring. You know, you get, that's the one thing you do here. And even McVay whispered, right, that maybe I want to shut it down now. Go into broadcast. He's getting married, right? All those things that change your life. But if these guys are properly motivated, talent-wise, I don't know that anybody else in the mm-hmm. division is a better bet. Sean McVay, who's like 10 years older than I am. I, I covered <laughs> Boy Genius in D.C., oh, and man. it was like he was an afterthought. It was yeah. Mike, then his kid, Kyle got a little bit of a run, and then McVay's are running around like children. And now you look up 10 years later, and he's Boy Genius, and he's a Super Bowl champion. And pretty, pretty amazing. Well, more NFL talk coming with Michael yeah. Lombardi. That'll it's like you here at the network. You're like the rising oh, okay. star yeah, of the well, network. You know. Nah, yeah. apples and oranges. <laughs> not quite the same thing. I didn't Uncle Dave. You don't have Uncle McVay's Dave, contract? No, I don't. Oh, not quite. I have to talk to John Google. Un- Uncle that. Dave running around uh, Washington training camp, I'm sure, in the past. I know you guys. <laughs> they were you fun have, days. Uh, oh, I'm sure they were. So, uh, first strike, we have that as well. Each yes. and every Friday, that recording. And so, you guys have the full UFC breakdown coming yep. up. So, it's a, it's a fight 
fight night, but it's kind of what we were talking about last segment where now that we, you know, we're in the arena of being able to bet on this stuff every single week. Like it's, it's amazing to me how it's just a very casual viewer of this stuff. Like I always will tune in, you know, the big yeah. fights, but there is value to be had every single card. Is that, do you find that to be the case more often now oh than goodness. it was in the past? Now that there's more coverage now that you like, you're following these, these guys, guys and gals weigh-ins every single week. I mean, it seems like there is. It's exploded in the last 20 years. Is it really since I've, gotten into it. And from a gambling perspective in the last 10, it's really taken yeah. off. And look, you can attribute that back to Holly Holm, Conor McGregor, and kind of the way that they really got the popularity of the UFC to where it is today. Right. And then you look at a card like this at UFC England and you go, well, you know, is, is it a good card? It's a great card. It's such a sneaky, great European card. And if you watch the last event they had over there across, across the great big pond, they back their fighters with their money. And so, again, later on today, Seamus Plug, first strike, Lou Finicaro, mm -hmm. uh, Jordan Sherwood. We're going to have Kevin Ioli back on as well. And you can check out First Strike, First Look, which is already out that I did on Tuesday with Lou. And the exercise with Lou and I, what we try to do on a Tuesday on First Strike, First Look is anticipate line moves. Yeah. And what we were trying to get out then is that if you, you want to back some of these European fighters tomorrow, and remember, it's early over there. I'm terrible with time change. You better get those wagers in today. Because the numbers are going to go up. And I know right now you might go, wow, Aspinall, minus $1.35. That's already going up. That line's already flipped since it began because Curtis Blades was your early favorite. And now he's plus money. And I'm seeing a dollar fifty now in a couple of different shops. It's so. going to rise, people. In the, I mean, time is money. And these numbers are going to move. If you want to back Patty Pimplett, and there is a lot of consternation in the betting market around Patty Pimplett. And so I've heard. <laughs> this is a lightweight that, like, I remember I, I did an interview with a young Conor McGregor back in 2013. And I remember talking to him, just this sense of, I am, I'm the guy. And you guys might not see it yet, but I'm telling you. And he told me when he's there with John Jones and Daniel Cormier and Ronda Rousey and all I'm going to be bigger than all these, I can't use the words he used, than these people in the UFC. Patty Pimblett has a bit of that air about him. And look, I know Lou, again, go back to first strike, first look. He looks at him and goes, what's his discernible skill? What is it that he does well except run his yap? He's great at talking. It's fantastic. Good at eating. It's great at sound bites. Made weight today. Said, you know, you can kiss my you-know-what and pull down his trunks. That's what he does. So he feels like this showman. But I would, I would caution people to not just fade Patty to fade Patty. He's getting better. He's training now in San Diego. He's, he's with some real UFC fighters. I think you're starting to see the growth of Patty Pimlet. Do I think Jordan Levitt's a live dog at over $2? Yes, I do. But that number is going to change. So if you want to back Jordan Levitt, to me, you wait. You're going to get a better number because the money will come in on Patty Pimlet. It's already coming in on the meatballs. She's over a $4 favorite now, Molly McCann. So watch some of these European fighters. The money will come in on them because they do bet with their heart a lot across. So, the so maybe some of this early movement because I saw it down to minus two forty, two fifty at a couple books here yes. in Nevada. Yes. So, so as you talked about it, there is some of that discernible distrust in him. So you've at least seen some of these early moves come in. Yes. But I'd have to think before tomorrow. It's gonna it's yeah. gonna go up. And I will say this about Aspinall, who's a, a really well-rounded fighter. And again, you see the money is already coming in on Tom here. The one thing that I would caution you on here is that he said. Before he ever knew he was going to fight Curtis Blades. The one guy that he loves in the UFC, Curtis Blades. Who did he say would be a really bad matchup for him? Curtis Blades. Curtis Blades is a great wrestler. And I know it's going to be a weird feel because Curtis Blades will be public enemy number one in that main event against Aspinall. If you want to back Blades, wait. If you want to back Aspinall, mm. back him now.
You go over on that on that uh, rounds. I'm, I'm leaning towards a three and a half because I, I see this as a takedown type fight, and that Curtis needs to get this fight down to the ground. He doesn't want yeah. to stand and trade with Aspinall. We saw, saw what happened against Derek Lewis that didn't end up well for Curtis Blade. So I could see a lot of cage fighting <laughs> up right. against the cage, trying to get takedowns, stalling out this fight. Goes over three and a half rounds. Five uh, fifteen Eastern. That is the the actual start time for that final main Thank event. Thank you, because I get confused. Just so you by know. That. Just yeah, so you that's know, from Dave. my edification. I'm letting everybody else know, but also for Dave. <laughs> Dave Ross, everybody, host First Strike here at the network and Lombardi Line coming up yep. next. Yes, sir. Wow, thanks for hanging out. Ben's always great to be with you. Absolutely. We're trying to, you know, we're trying to duplicate slow jamming with Vinny. This was oh. the closest thing we could have come to. Did I might have talked too fast. No, no, no. Vinny's no, 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 smooth, no. man. Slow Vinny is smooth. jamming on a Friday. That does it for us here at a numbers game. Thanks to everybody behind the scenes. We've got Dave Ross, Lombardi Line coming up next. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Calshi. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Taylor Swift's new album, Will or Won't It Be Album of the Year? What about Biden's approval rating? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $10 bonus to the first 500 people who sign up by going to calshi.com slash numbers game spelled K-A-L-S-H-I. There's no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at calshi.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.